Welcome to Recess Now, 5-Minute Bit. I'm Ralph Seymour, physician assistant in emergency medicine and critical care. And today I'm talking about the simple pneumothorax and chest tubes. What chest tube size should I use? So basically, it's a it's been somewhat of a paradigm shift in placing chest tubes and pneumothoraces. Certainly in my mind, I've changed a little bit over the years and I used to reach for quite a large chest tube almost every single time I put one in and kind of found out that that really isn't the best practice. So the way I go about the treatment of a pneumothorax is to first look at my patient. Every single time, with no exceptions, unequivocally, the most important step is to look at your patient. Look at the work of breathing, look at the saturations, and look at the vital signs, okay? That's the number one. If your patient is comfortable, really a kind of asymptomatic, and you got a small pneumothorax, probably don't have to put in a chest tube at all. How about that? Okay. Now, some people argue that you know if it's a traumatic pneumothorax, you sort of have to be a little bit more careful. But if it's a small traumatic pneumothorax, you probably don't have to put in a chest tube at all. Now, let's define small. A small pneumothorax is defined by um, basically measuring the pneumothorax on chest X-ray. Now, how do you do that? You're basically going to you know look at your your AP film or your PA film, okay, and you're going to measure where the pneumo is. Uh, from the visceral pleura up to the um, apex of where the lung should be, okay? So the apex of the thoracic cavity. That measurement right there is going to give you a lot of information, okay? So a large pneumothorax is defined by chest as that is that dimension larger than three centimeters, okay? So any any pneumothorax larger than three centimeters from the visceral pleura to the apex of the lung really deserves some kind of intervention, okay? So that's one way to do it. A small pneumothorax is usually defined as anything less than two centimeters with the same measurement, okay? Or the same dimension. Um, so the next thing you want to do once you define whether or not you're going to put in a chest tube is what, what kind of chest tube do I need to put in? I used to go about this with larger chest tubes. Almost every time. Never use smaller bore chest tubes. Always use larger bore chest tubes. And I don't know whether the data um, bears out uh, a real difference in outcome, but certainly it, when, when it comes to actually being there and doing it, it does make a difference because patients do get, you know, do have pain with this procedure. And that happens. So you have to, you, you have to be kind of mindful of that. Right, because you don't want to, you know, consciously sedate all of these patients because they already have a breathing problem. So now you're taking their airway and putting that into question, right? Unless you're using ketamine, it's a different subject. We're gonna move on. All right. So now, um, the smaller uh, bore chest tubes is anything lower, smaller than twenty French. 20 French, okay? These come in a variety of packages, okay? You can use the Seldinger technique, um, you know, kind of over-the-wire type technique. That's a great technique to, to adopt. Or you could do uh, over-the-trocar um, type uh, preparation, kind of like a, th- um, you know, a thoracentesis type thing or a paracentesis type thing, or over-the-needle type catheter, okay? I, I generally, for a pneumothorax, you don't really need anything more than a 6 French, Okay. Now, 
here's here's the caveat to that. I will usually put in like a six to eight French in a simple pneumothorax that I'm treating because it's symptomatic or the dimensions are larger than what I would consider safe to put on the floor overnight. Okay. So that's what I would do is like a six to eight French over the needle or over the trocar type of thing. You can certainly use a Seldinger technique as well. These smaller bore chest tubes are less invasive. They're less painful for the patient and you will see a big difference in your patient's tolerance during the procedure. Okay, so that that's a big deal. Um, here's a couple caveats that I just want to mention real quick. Okay. If you have a, uh, patient on a ventilator, okay, that is intubated on a ventilator that develops barotrauma and develops a pneumothorax, you really, you probably should put in a real size chest, like a, a larger bore chest tube because those, those ones, um, become a problem and they, they sometimes, um, uh, form um, bronchopleural fistulas, and you can you can actually get continuous air leaks for periods of time before they resolve. It's probably a better idea to keep you know a larger tube in there. By large, I just defined it. You know, uh, bigger than twenty French is probably the right thing. If you have pus in the in the in the thoracic cavity, like an empyema. You need a larger tube. Don't put in a small. Don't put in a small tube in an empyema. That's just dumb. Just do, do put in a real tube so you can get real drainage out of that cavity. Otherwise, you're not doing anything, and it's going to occlude. These little tubes occlude really easy. Um, so that's a, that's another thing to think about. And then certainly, if you consider anybody in trauma to have a hemothorax or any degree of hemothorax. It's another indication you should probably put in a real tube, like a real, when I say a real tube, I'm not trying to disrespect the smaller tubes, but I'm saying a larger tube is probably indicated in select situations, okay? So that's just an overview on chest tubes and the simple pneumothorax. Use a smaller tube, do what's right for the patient, less painful, better tolerated, less invasive, all of those things. Rhesus now, Ralph Seymour, see you next time. <laughs>